Welcome back to Ship Friends Podcast. We're going to talk today a little bit about how Abram needs to go to the gynecologist. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you got you to gotta get that checkup yearly. Now, today we're going to talk about life before technology. So we're going to kind of keep going with the theme of, you know, our life in the 90s. We're back, you know, back before this stuff was uh, affecting us, really. That's not really Before a good word. Before we had, Throwbacks. yeah, yeah, we'll just go with a throwback Thursday thrown at you. Yeah, too many throws in there. Throw, throw, uh, throw, throw, throws, throw. Anyway, so life before. Yeah, we did. Uh, we did a lot of crazy shit growing up when uh, you know before cell phones. Of course, we had cell phones, but it wasn't like anything like we have today, where everything literally everything you could ever need or want is at the touch of a button on your phone in the palm of your hand exactly yeah we did uh of course growing up in michigan our family owned a small golf course fun fact um we did a lot of stuff we had a a big house where our whole family and our grandma lived and it was wasn't really a party house but all the friends decided to always come there because we would just do we would just do crazy stuff all the time whether it was you know, just running around on the golf course or up at the house, whatever. I mean, we always had friends or family over. So we, we came up with a bunch of crazy ideas of just different things that would either get us hurt or create amusement for us, I suppose. Well, mine, I did. Uh, of course, I grew up in a tiny town. And shoot, the funnest thing I could do was destruction. <laughs> so after I got to the age of... I don't know, probably eight, nine, when I could convince my mom, she was, she was scared to death. I was going to go out and do something stupid. And and she, she had good reason to think that. So we did everything we could to get away from, we would go in the house, grab um, cheese from the fridge and unwrap them. And we, we lived in this house where there was a garage at the bottom and a couple little parking spots off the street. But you had to park at the garage and walk up the stairs to the house. So we'd wait till it got kind of dark and the garage was right. Like if you stepped out of the garage, you were right at the street. So I would unwrap the cheese. And when cars, when we would hear them going by, we would splat the cheese, <laughs> try to get it right on their windshield or stick it to the side. Um, we even took plungers <laughs> and as they would go by, we'd try to suction it to the side of the car real quick. Um, <laughs> We done everything. How'd that work out? Well, the only time it was successful was, uh, and it wasn't really successful. I had a friend over, Brandon, and when he went to put the plunger, he was up too high. The window was open, and the plunger went in the window. (laughs) He hit his hand on the window of the car. The car slams on the brakes. We run around the garage, up and behind the house. And uh, got away. They ended up coming back um, and told my mom, you know, hey, these kids <laughs> threw a plunger in my car. I uh, thought they thought it was funny. And, she, you know, she told us, uh, of course, you do that again. I'm going to beat your ass. Um, so we went out. Me and my brother and Brandon grabbed some crab apples off the tree. We went. We, we had a big wall um, that led down to the garage. So we stood at the top of the wall. When the cars, we would pop up when the cars would get underneath us and we'd throw the apples down on them. Now, horrible, (laughs) but one time, Brandon again threw it. It went in the window, hits the guy. He slams on the brakes. (laughs) 
Uh, he comes back. We told my mom it was my brother, and <laughs> he got in trouble for it. So that was the kind of stuff we did. We were uh, we live in a uh, whenever I say small town, five hundred people or so, and there was nothing to do. Like it was either chaos or. You weren't having fun. We were lighting shit on fire, just whatever we could do to have fun. Dude, that's what we did. I mean, I had several occasions where we're like we would get a big group of kids together and we would just like I remember it was probably my kind of between seventh and eighth grade, maybe. I don't remember. Anyways, there was a kid that was maybe a year or two older than us, Abram. You probably remember him, Esteban. He lived across the road from uh Jarrett Anderson. And when when everyone found out Esteban and his family was moving back to Texas, it was like the night of, they had just got all their stuff out of the house. The house was sold, whatever. There was a big party at Jarrett's house. And, like, we literally saran wrapped the whole house. We probably had 30 rolls of saran wrap. Went around the whole house. They jolly ranchered the windows. They put plastic forks down in the yard. I think it might have been Mitchell Hale. I think he took a shit in a plastic bag and left it on the front <laughs> porch. Like, we just did. You know, stupid stuff. And, of course, that led to just everyone walking around the neighborhood. And and then we were just ding-dong ditching people. And, I mean, that, that's the kind of stuff that, like, you don't see kids doing that stuff anymore. Because now everyone's so, like, high-strung on, you know. And they're just. And because it's highly illegal. <laughs> it's not illegal to ding-dong so ditch. So, I, I, we ding-dong ditched one night at this older lady's house. Um, I'm not going to go too far into detail, but. Uh, we, we ding dong ditched and she I ding dong died. No, no, <laughs> hell no. That would be, I would never tell that story. So, um, my buddy, Timmy, he lived, uh, down by the river in a van, you know, but he lived down by the river. We would sneak up the side. I was waiting until it's pitch black. It had to be like freaking 10 o'clock at night. And. We went up to this house. It, it had just got done raining, so we're finally back out. Go up to this house. <laughs> we get on the porch, and I'm like, all right, sweet, perfect. I see a little light on. Oh, I can see her sitting there on the couch. I got over there. I'm like, you know, normally you just hit the door down, bell and take off. Um, I go up there to hit the doorbell, and Timmy runs up and just punches the doors like three or four times, and he took off. And when I tried to run, they had just – freshly painted like with like latex paint or something the the sidewalk or their little walkway to the sidewalk and it had rained so i slipped on that and hit my face off the ground lost my glasses went <laughs> and I, I my glasses my glasses yeah, i couldn't see anything so i took off running we got through the back we cut through the backyard because i'm like she's gonna catch us and we're running through the backyard clothesline got it right in the face fell down uh, she came out she was she was asking us for help. I was like, "Yeah, we come and hit your door because I got hurt and I think we're okay now." And I lost my glasses. <laughs> she was like, "I knew I, I knew it was an emergency." She said, and I'm like, "Yeah, fuck it, turned into one." Yeah. So like me and my friends, we didn't really do anything like that. I guess we did more like stupid shit. Like I remember me and my buddy Max Sukubchek. Shout out Max. Like I like he was one of my childhood friends, and like I'd always go over to his house. Uh, well, first off, he had this parrot. Um, it was a fucking evil piece of shit parrot. Like, like you try and pet it, like bites the shit out of you. But so he had a parrot and then he also had a shit ton of Legos and was into like filmmaking and stuff like way back when we were younger. So like we would like build, uh, like miniature scenes and we'd have his like fucking parrot, like destroy people or like 
destroy the city like it was Godzilla and shit. So like, I mean, you, what do you do if you don't have video games and you don't have fucking internet? Like you're gonna you're just gonna be creative with your friends. So I remember doing like dumb shit like that. But then also speaking of Max, we got this great idea at my grandma's house to build a hang glider. We're like, we're like, yeah, we can do this. We've seen how people, you know, we know the shape of a hang glider. Like we were, we were both, uh, what do you want to call it? Like good with woodworking or like you were hands on. So we're like, we could fucking build this. And, uh, so we built a hang glider out of two by fours. And then we, I'm pretty sure we just like, uh, I'm pretty sure you strapped a tarp to the top. Yeah. I don't know if it was a tarp, but I think we just stapled the oh, shit bed out of it. Sheet. Yeah. No. Yeah. It might've been a bed sheet. I think that's what it was. So we stapled a bed sheet to the two by fours. And I convinced them to get on the roof. First off, we had to have two people to put it up on the roof. I mean, it wasn't the roof we had them jump off of was only probably like seven, it was nine eight foot. Feet. I don't even think it was that. Maybe seven, eight feet off the ground. It was like where it sloped down where the garage used to be. So I'm like, I'm just convincing them. I'm up there. I'm like, yeah, dude, come on. You're going to fucking glide. And uh, he's sitting there like he takes a couple runs and stops right before he jumps off. He's like, ah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And I'm like, yeah, come on, come on, Max, you got this. Couple more times, run, 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 stops right at the edge. And I'm like, okay, dude, you got this. You have to do it. Like, this is gonna work. There's like, and our brains are like, fucking yeah, we're he's gonna glide. It's gonna be cool as shit. So he fucking just goes to the top of the roof, runs as fast as he can, jumps off, and just boom, nose dive. I'm pretty sure he fucked up his ankle, but it just went straight yeah. to the ground. And I think he's like holding his ankle, like fucking like trying not to cry because it hurts so bad. And I'm like, what were we thinking? But like, it was fun as shit. Didn't we also try tying it behind a golf cart and try getting it to go that way as well? I think what we did is we tied it to a golf cart, but we like we wrapped it around the tree. So like it would like lift up, I think is what we did. I don't know. We did a bunch of dumb shit on golf carts. That's all I know. <laughs> yeah, I remember the one time too. We were out fishing at the blueberry farm, and Max used to ride that moped back and forth. He worked at McDonald's. Yep. And he worked at McDonald's in uh, Bridgman, and and we were out fishing. He was going to come out and fishing after he got off work, and he was driving his little moped down the the blueberries. Uh, driveway and he gets down there and he had like a mcdonald's bag strapped to the back and he got so upset because he had like ordered a parfait and like a mcchicken after work and he just put the bag on the bag and he got back and like there was a hole in the bag (laughs) and he didn't i thought it was spilled but or it might have been i don't remember but he was mad because he no longer had his uh uh parfait in there so oh man the good times man that's all i know is like I could tell a million stories about dumb shit we did when we were kids. And it all comes down to like, we weren't, we weren't on the internet. We weren't stuck inside on our phones. Cause obviously there wasn't really cell phones weren't that big back then. And then we just, I mean, we, I think we were at a generation where everybody was like, go outside, go outside, do this. And I don't know if it was more of the parents pushing it or there wasn't as much technology, but like, I re- I love being outside. Like it was the, one of the best times I've ever had as a, as a child growing up. And like, I feel like if I grew up in this day and age or wouldn't have that same appreciation for doing shit outside or being creative or, or just being weird, I guess, and and kind of making up stuff as we go and trying to, um, entertain ourselves, I guess. Yeah. I know me and my friends, we did a lot of 
Uh, and it kind of gets back like we we did a lot of destructive things, but we just did a lot of stupid things that just entertained us. I mean, I remember like one of the last things we did before we moved is we went and stole a bunch of road signs. I mean, we just went up and down like the street we lived on. I was like, man, I got to take a keepsake with me. So we went and stole some road signs. And I mean, it wasn't, you know, nothing like real bad. But I remember um, right after doing that, me and my, my buddy Grady and my cousin Alex went down to the trailer park in Baroda. And Grady's like, yeah, I know, I know some people that live down here. But he's like, let's go down there. And we went up stealing like a bunch of lawn ornaments out of people's yards. Like, I'm pretty sure I still have one of them. One of them was like a it was a fox. I don't remember what it was made out of. It was full of sand. And like, there was a couple garden gnomes and stuff. I mean, that was the kind of stuff we did. I mean, people got pissed, whatever, but it was like, I mean, that's, we had to make fun of things. Like there was, there was nothing, you know, that of course we played video games and stuff, but like most of the time, like in the summers, like we were outside doing something. Yeah. We, we did a, uh, something kind of similar to you. We decided that we, f- we knew that we could get on when we got, we turned like eight or nine. We figured out, yeah, this little, little thing right here, uh, on the back porch, we can climb it like a ladder and get up on the roof. And we get up there and we're like, whoa, like we're really high up. And we're like, hey, we, we need to jump off of here onto the, you know, onto the hill. We can do this. And we were also, afraid to do it it was always the same thing abe talked about he'd get to the end and then he'd stop so we got the smart idea we found out or we were told by our older cousins that cats always land on their feet so my brother brings his cat up there and granted it was probably only a 10 foot drop but he grabs the cat drops it cat lands and just walks away so he got the cool idea is like all right I'm going to make it do a backflip. He goes and grabs that poor cat, flips it. But as he, I I think as he flipped it, it it landed on its feet, but I think it like hit the side and hit like hit together or something like that. And of course we got caught, got in trouble. But when we got a little older, I think we were teenagers, um, we were, we were, there was an old uh, cable line that went all the way across the river. And we went ahead, sent a guy all the way across the river to tie it up super high. And then we tied it up super high on a tree on this side. And then we grabbed everything we could think of to try to, it was like a rubber coated wire. So we grabbed it. Uh, it wasn't a power line, or at least if it was, it was dead. <laughs> and we would take off running hook it onto the line and slide across the river. And it wasn't until the very end, we found something that worked really well, which was an old set of bike handlebars. We put those on there, dude. And we would just zip fast all the way across this. And then the one guy did it. It got friction. The handlebars bent. (laughs) And then he just smacks straight off the water. It's super shallow, but it was so fun. So like my, my like i don't know if i should say my peak of when we were doing dumb stuff was like in our transition from moving to michigan to from michigan to arkansas because i remember like i had crazy friends there and it's like i moved here and i had equally as crazy friends i mean the one summer i think it was the first summer we moved here like one of my buddies uh, actually came down here and stayed like for a week with us 
And so like I introduced him to all my friends because like I I was involved in like sports and stuff for school. So uh, you know, I was at golf practice and I was like, hey, you know, just come hang out with my my buddies like during the day and whatnot, and then like we can all do stuff in the evenings. So the golf course here, um, we we kind of just did the same thing like we did up north. Like we stole golf cart keys and took the golf carts out and just and just trashed them and left them out on the golf course in the middle of the night. I mean, we did. I mean, we not you know sitting here thinking back, I'm like, gosh, like I hate hate kids that just are destructive, and it's like that's all we were when we were younger. We were just pieces of shit, and we didn't care if we broke anything or not. We were just out having fun. And we get like we just had the greatest time doing that kind of stuff. Yeah, me and my buddy Ian Sterbeck, I remember we were at my grandma's house where we were over by the golf course. And what we'd always do is just sneak out at night because most of the time is in summer, is super warm out. You know, you go out at midnight and it's like sixty five degrees, and it just felt really great. So I think it was around like fall because there was pumpkins out, and what we did is. We got this, we, we had just a bunch of pumpkins we were trying to throw out and, or do something with. So we took them to the end of my grandma's driveway, which mind you is like a quarter mile long. It was like the world's longest driveway, I swear to God. So we would walk from my grandma's house all the way up to the edge of the, the, her driveway, which met the main highway there. So It was a busy road. Yeah. So even at, late at night, it was super busy. And what we do is we would hide in the ditch and if we seen a car headlights coming, we'd go out and we'd put the pumpkin in the middle of the road. And it's like a big ass pumpkin, mind you. And then we just sit there and wait. And then like you get a lot of people that weren't paying attention or that would see it last minute and swerve. But then we had this one person and they just plowed right into this thing, just slammed on their brakes. And we started fucking <laughs> freaking out. We're like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. So like we're ducking in the fucking <laughs> ditch and we're like trying not to talk. And the person looks like you're looking around the vehicle like they just fucking hit something that was a pumpkin. But like, man, we used to do dumb shit like that all the time. I think it was me and Ian again. We did the same thing, but we'd sneak out with paintball guns, hide in the ditches. It was Nick Simons. Well, I think we did it with a bunch of people. Nick Simons, probably uh, uh, Mike Mars. We did it with Mike yeah. Mars a few times. Yeah. So yeah, we just get the paintball guns, hide in the ditches, and it's super late at night. Car would go by. We just poke up, doo, 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 smack the side of the car, and they'd be like, what the fuck? Slam on their brakes again. And you're like, it was just like, I think an adrenaline rush because we're like, fuck yeah, like this is so cool. And uh, I remember we did that one night. And then the next day... Mike Mars, me, Nick Simons, I think Uriah, yeah, I don't me know. And, Grady. and I think maybe a few other people, we went paintballing over at our blueberry field. And uh, when we came back, because we ride golf carts over there, and then when we came back, uh, Mike Mars shot his own car with a paintball gun. Like we we skirted into the, the golf course parking lot and he shot his own car with a paintball gun. And there was a guy at the golf course runs over to us what the fuck are you guys doing blah 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 someone shot my my car last night with a paintball gun i'm like oh fuck (laughs) dude we're in so much trouble and uh luckily mike mars was like kind of cool about he's he kept his cool he's like oh i just brought these today like i live over in fucking three oaks or wherever i forget where he was he lived way out there and uh ended up convincing the guy that it was not us that shot his car the night before with the paintball gun but I'm uh, 100% sure it was because how many people right next to there, you know, would have a paintball gun in the middle of the night shooting stuff. <laughs> so, 
but I mean, it was fun. Like again, like Uriah said, it's there. There wasn't any ill will, or we didn't try to hurt people or or to do damage. But it was just like kids being kids, doing stupid shit, and it was just fun, exhilarating. Like there wasn't really much else to do. Dude, we did a lot of stuff on the golf course. I mean, we would in the in the middle of summer, like, you know, late at night, we always ran the irrigation. And so, like one thing we would do is we'd take the golf carts out and we would just go and do donuts in the middle of the fairways and stuff. And so then we get the bright idea. It's like we were looking around the house, we're like, what can we do? And so I go down in the basement and I'm like, dude, our old sleds from wintertime. So we'd get the sleds out and we would get a rope, you know, 20 foot behind the, the golf carts. And we would just go and sling each other across the, the fairways. So we're, we're like going through the sprinklers and stuff. And, it, you know, it smells like sewer water. And we're, we're just pulling the sleds, <laughs> slinging them left and right. And so then like one day I'm just like, you know what? I was like, we could stretch this rope across the pond and just pull me across the pond. I was like, I mean, same concept, just slam, you know, just slam on the gas and pull me across the pond. It should work. No problem. And so of course we went to the smallest pond and they pulled me across and happened, you know, it was, it was like a breeze. And so then that just opened up a whole snowball of things. And it's like, okay, now we're going to get an even longer rope and we're going to go across this pond lengthways. And at the end, we're going to build a jump. So when you come out of the water, you get some air. <laughs> I mean, we were doing that stuff like on a nightly basis. And I remember that some of the ponds we didn't like to go to because they were like full of like slime and, and algae and stuff on top of the water. We would always con our other cousins into doing. So like we would talk our cousin Drew in or Connor and we'd just be like, all right, come on, guys we'll just you we'll pull you across first and then you can pull us across <laughs> and i remember we we went to hole number two it was a pond that we had dug in the golf course and it was the nastiest pond we had on there and i think i taught connor into doing it and we pulled him across long ways and he got in the middle of the pond and i just slammed on the brakes and he just it sank sunk. and slid <laughs> oh gosh i mean that kind of stuff that we just we we were doing that on nightly nightly basis is there well i was gonna say i think ever since we first started doing that like that was like a a ritual for every summer like it didn't matter if it was family friends like we got everybody involved like because we owned the golf course we rented the golf carts so like our parents didn't care that if we used them just for fun and so we just that's all we did. You just catch us all out when the golf course was closed or nobody was out there or it's rain day. Shit, even when we'd it all was grab open. the golf carts and we just fucking just sling each other across ponds. Like we just oh dude. That in itself was like probably one of the funnest times I've ever had in my uh, life, regardless of being uh, a young kid or 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 not. So Did you guys ever go through a jackass stage? Dude, that was that was like the jackass stage. Like we were doing stuff. I mean, we, I couldn't tell you how many golf carts we flipped or drove into trees. And I mean, just wheelied them. Yeah. I mean, that was, was your parents pissed. Oh, I mean, yeah, don't get me wrong. Our parents would get pissed, but sometimes we would like blame it on someone else. Like, oh, we rented the golf cart and this is how it came back. Shoot, we would we would take those golf carts in the in the shop and like try to turn the governors all the way up so we could like just fly you know just go as fast as we can because we were taking these and we'd get two or three people in the back and we would ramp them up the tee boxes so as soon as we get to the top everyone would jump on the back and we'd we've got videos somewhere like 
thinking back on it, we like we thought we were getting so much air, and then it's like we seen videos where we're like six or eight inches off the ground. We just thought we were the coolest kids. I don't even think it's that. I'm pretty sure like the tires just skirted <laughs> yeah. above the grass, and we thought it. But back then, when we were younger, we're like, oh my god, we just jumped a foot. And then we have the, we'll look at back at the videos and it's like, <laughs> okay, maybe we shouldn't post this because it's not as cool as it felt. Yeah. Like we did, we had like a jackass stage. Like as soon as you watch it, you know, you're like 13, 14, whatever. As soon as you watch it, now you're doing the dumb shit. Like we were taking, um, we were taking paintball guns, loading them full of marbles. Ooh. And yeah. And, and do, like we, I still have a lot of these videos, by the way. Um, and of course that was kind of like the skate era where everyone had long hair and it was just fun. We were just out doing shit that we shouldn't be doing. We were out, you know, skateboarding, causing hell graffiti. (laughs) Oh God, that was horrible. In a small town, everyone knows who you are. So you do it and they catch you. Then you got to go out and paint, repaint all these buildings, which, Rightfully so, you should have. Um, now that I look back at it, now what? Like, in your eye, you have kids. What if uh, your kids right now are like ten or eleven, and they went out? You owned a golf course, right? And they were out there wrecking and, and destroying these golf carts, and and now you have to financially fix that. Oh, dude, that'd be pissed. Like, <laughs> yeah. So, like, how? Like, I always think about like what it was that night or, you know, I, I always think like it, what I did that night, how, and, and, and it affected my parents. Like how the hell did, you know, how the hell did they not just beat the shit out of me? Because I would, uh, we always did this thing. See, we live in town and, and there used to be city cops and my buddy moved here from Ireland. Um, so his mom worked a lot. So, I would always tell my mom that, oh, yeah, yeah, Timmy's mom said that we were uh, we were allowed to stay the night. She's like, okay, cool. So she dropped me off in town, and, dude, it was on. We never even fucking went to bed. It was – we actually had a fort underneath the back porch until uh, the renter left their apartment. And then we went up in that apartment, and there was a cop that lived underneath the apartment. Like, you look down, and in the, in the lawn below – was a single wide trailer and there was a cop living there. So we knew that if his cop car was not there, he was out patrolling. So then it was up to us to figure out where the hell he was patrolling and what we could do to make him chase us. So we would put on like masks or whatever and always run around smoking cigarettes or thinking we were. And I remember one night we were just just running our ass off from him. And there was no way he was going to catch us. And finally we get back to the apartment, like almost midnight and we hear him pull in and go in the house. So Timmy had the cool idea to take, let's, let's grab a whole bunch of condoms and let's stick them all over the exhaust and keep sticking them over and then zip tie them down tight to where they're going to, they're going to pop when he starts the car. Sure enough, we got them all on there. Then we're like, we're sitting there waiting for hours and we're like, fuck, he's not leaving. So Tim gets the bright idea to call 911 <laughs> and tell him that there's a guy down here doing something to the dog. I don't know what we actually said. So he comes running out of his house, gets to the car, 
hops in, starts the car. It starts popping. He jumps. He tries to get out of the car, tried to lay down and get underneath it. Couldn't even fit underneath the car. <laughs> then gets up and runs in the house. We laughed for probably 40 minutes about that shit. And I wish, I kind of wish that we had cameras today or then like we do now on video. so we could have had that shit. It was just so fun. I was just gonna, I was just about to say that if we had cameras back then when we were doing stuff like that that were worth a damn, we would be the richest people from YouTube or anything posting these stupid videos that we did. I mean, there's, there's so much that I've even forgotten that we've done but kind of like what you're just saying like there was countless nights where we stayed up i mean i can remember like the first week of summer like there was a whole group of us that did that it was like three or four days straight like we stayed at one kid's house one night the next night we went to another buddy's house the next night we went to another buddy's house and it was like we literally stayed up all day all night and then the next day we would just start over something new and we would just like we would keep we would just come up with things to keep us active so we weren't just sitting and doing nothing. Yeah, I think that's the big difference between. I, was, I don't even want to say it's the big difference. Like, I feel like it all just comes down to technology. If we grew up now, I don't think we'd have any of the same stories as we do now because, you know, because technology is so big, like, there's so much stuff to do that you're not outside doing that dumb shit, which I feel like maybe there are some people still doing that. It's like you're sitting on your phone watching other people do that dumb shit. I know like geography plays into into everything because I know if, if oh, I grew sure. up here in Arkansas, like it'd be a very different story because there wasn't the stuff like there was in Michigan when we were younger, or at least in that area. So I feel like that plays a part along with technology. But like, I am so thankful that I didn't grow up, you know, addicted to my phone. I might be addicted to my phone now and spend, you know, countless hours on it. And pretty much most of everyday life is going virtual. But I, be, you know, I just, I, I will never forget the times that I had when I was younger growing up. And, and I never, I don't want to. Like, if I didn't do that dumb shit, if I didn't have those amazing moments with friends, even if I don't talk to them anymore... Or, you know, just the stuff we went through as a kid because we didn't have technology and those were the only means we had to entertain ourselves. I don't know the type of person I'd be today. Dude, I know it was like, I mean, we even had summer jobs. So, like, we were working on the family golf course. I mean, it's not like we just didn't do anything. But, like, I even remember, like, we would be so happy making six or seven bucks an hour working on the golf course, you know, would make like a hundred maybe a hundred bucks a week if we were lucky but it's like we didn't even spend money like we would just like there'd be days where we just spend all day at the beach or all day at a friend's house and it's like we'd go all day without even eating or going anywhere and spending any money like everything we did then we we literally came up with something or made something to where we didn't have to even spend money to do things and it's like i think of things now it's like i can't you know, my kids don't have fun unless they, you know, have a tablet in front of them or we're at the arcade spending money for them to play a game or, you know, something along those lines. Like, don't get me wrong. There was things like that, but we didn't even need money to be happy when we were like that. Well, I, I it also I, I honestly think technology still has a, a part in that, too, because we see what other whether it's Facebook or our kids watching a YouTube video, we see all these other people having fun with these things. 
Because what we don't realize is, you know, those people sharing their lives on social media or a YouTube family sharing their life on social media, they are trying to get views. They are trying to get people to actually say, you know, kind of, you know, look at me, look at the fun we're having doing this thing. You know, your family should too. We kind of see that, you know, watching our phone or, you know, TV or whatever. And then we just kind of plan for little things like that. And then they end up costing like a ton of money. Like I see, um, you know, whether like a commercial or something or an ad or something for like the Great Wolf Lodge or a video. And you see these people doing it. You're like, oh, sweet. You know, what are they doing? Well, you know, in their rooms, they, you know, they make it super fun for kids. Like they've got like little tents or little forts or whatever. I used to do that shit at the house. Like I would grab the kitchen table, take all the chairs, move them out farther, throw blankets and stuff over that. And they're like, we would have a little cave. We would sleep in there as kids. We'd make popcorn. We used the couch cushions and yeah, Yeah. we we did the same thing. And guess what? You know what my kids do? They watch videos of doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of doing it there. And that's what I'm saying. Like instead of us doing things like that now, like we're watching people do those things. Even us as us as adults, like we're watching people, our age, I'm doing air quotes here for whatever reason, they're living the dream. Like we're sitting here watching these people do what we would be, you know, we would love to be doing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we're all guilty of that. And honestly, um, you know, I get super busy as a parent. My wife's a wonderful mom. She does. She's always constantly doing stuff with these kids, taking them outside, bringing their cousins over. They're like having little adventures outside, taking them to parks doing all those fun things with them. And, you know, it makes me, it makes me like really miss, you know, doing that type of stuff. And, and so I, I think that's what happens, you know, like we get super busy, we compromise a lot of the time with our children. And then, you know, we look for that one fun event or something where we can just like get our kids out and take them to do stuff. You know, you try to force the no phone, no tablet, no whatever policy, but yeah, I, I I totally miss it. There's, you know, summer nights just running your ass off away from cops or uh, <laughs> even just, you know, stuff that, you know, doesn't, you know, didn't bring any harm. You just laying outside or making little tents. I, I wouldn't trust my kids right now. You know, at six, seven years old, I was out in the yard. Like we would make little tents. We'd sleep outside. We'd or at least try. Then we'd end up bringing ourselves back in when the dew fell or whatever. Yeah. But, you know, my kids probably, sadly, they probably won't ever, you know, do that. Yeah, they won't experience it. Yeah, see, uh, yeah, all these kids, all these younger kids, they'll never experience the things that we did when we were younger. And I've been talking about that a lot lately. It's just a different, it's a different day and age. It's a different era. Like, there's a lot of things that are, I don't know, I don't know how to explain it. It's just, we'll never be in that day and age ever again. And I would immediately, if I could, go back and relive those days. Yeah. Carefree. Do, you know, you're not afraid of anything. Like my mom, of course, she was always the person that was like, now, if you, if you did that, you're going to get super hurt. And then we're of course like, you know, I'm going to prove her wrong. Like we're, we're totally doing this. We're going to light that shit on fire. Did you guys break any bones when you were younger? I have never broken a single bone period. Now, when I was 16, we started pay- that was when UFC was huge, like all the shirt and the clothing and like all that stuff was in and all that stuff was huge. So it was like 2005 or so, maybe four. Um, 
all that stuff was in. So we were always fighting, boxing, UFC. And I remember we would all like, I was older now and I wanted my own apartment. You know, every every kid kind of goes through that. You know, they want to live on their own. So there was a cellar house and a and uh in the cellar house, you know, it had its own door, had windows. Like I put an air conditioner in there and like all my friends would come over, like our house was cool. You could you know, we would sneak in there and smoke cigarettes and, you know, mom knew what we were doing, but you know, it was just, we were kids and we started fighting and I got into, you know, the UFC. So we moved it indoors as raining or whatever. We're inside fighting. We, we put a whole bunch of mattresses down on the floor and we were all just fighting each other in there. And it was my turn. Mm-hmm. Me and my cousin were just screwing around and I go to kick and he takes my left leg out from underneath me and it rips like seven ligaments <laughs> in my left knee and split my kneecap in half. Oh, and we go to the doctor and the doctor does an x-ray. And he's like, no, it's just sprained. You know, there's nothing, you know, nothing wrong with it. We'll send the x-rays off to Parkersburg, make sure you're cool, but you know, you're good. And, but you know, I remember they all went running down there to get my mom. They're like, Hey, you know, he just broke his leg. Like it's hanging off of his, you know, upper, upper leg. And we would, you know, my mom's like, now quit being a pussy. Like you're going to have to walk. <laughs> you, you know, you, you, you did this to yourself <laughs> before the Christian days, of course. And, uh, you know, she, she gets me to the hospital. She's like, see, told you you're fine. You know, quit fucking around. You know, you guys are going to, you guys are going to fucking hurt each other. So, you know, what she said came true. You know, we got hurt 20 minutes later, after back to the house, here calls Parkersburg. Uh, you got to get your son here fast. We're going to do emergency surgery where he, you know, split his leg. If he walks on that wrong, potentially he could crush that artery. And uh, you know, that's but that's I've never I've never through all of my childhood fighting all the time and doing dumb shit. I have never actually broken any bones. I've never had a bloody nose, nothing. Even to this day, I've never had a bloody nose. So I was I was just about to say that, like, as we're going through telling stories, like, I think of back of even other stories, like, I, I don't know how we went and did everything that we did and nobody got seriously injured. Like, we did so many things. I don't know how someone didn't break an arm or break a leg. Like, I don't know. The amount of, the amount of dangerous things we did. There's no way that we came out alive like we are. I don't know. I feel like most of it too is like when we were when we were growing up, like there wasn't a care in the world. We didn't we didn't think about consequences to what we did. We didn't worry about, you know, what could happen, whether it was, you know, legally or getting hurt, whatever it was, we just didn't care. And I feel like Nowadays, people care way too much about anything, so it it's just a it's just like Uriah said, it's just a different era, and we'll never get that back. But I think that that just comes with with a society growing and and the younger generation getting older and having their own values. And I don't know. I feel like life was better when no one gave a shit, and whether that was about anything they were doing or about consequences. And yeah, it might not be the smartest decision. It might not be the smartest idea. Or we might've done a lot of dumb shit, but I mean, it was fun. You can't, you can't knock it. I mean, it's adrenaline. It was, it was what made us 
the people we are today. But I feel like that no matter what, us growing up and looking back at this kind of stuff, we're going to, you know, we're always going to say, hey, you know, that was fun. This was that. And, you know, kids nowadays growing up, they're going to be like, oh, the, the stuff we did, they're going to have the same type of view, even though it might not have been the same kind of things when we were growing up. A new era, there's a different sort of fun in quotations. So, yeah, I was just thinking that, like, I wonder when our kids are grown and, you know, maybe they carry on the legacy of the Shit Friends podcast in 20 years. What are they going to tell as their stories? Like, you know, what were their crazy, dangerous things that they did? You know, I'm going to, I want to, that's going to be a highlight of if, if things go the way I want and our kids carry on our legacy that if they do stupid stuff like we did, of course, like our parents didn't, you know, we didn't, I don't think our parents knew half the stuff that we did when we were younger. So it's like, I don't want to know what my kids are doing. I just want to know they're having fun and, you know, making memories. Yeah. It's so hard. Like I would be, I, I want the same thing. I'm trying to even get back to, um, I'm trying to get back to that every day. Of course we bought a new house and it kind of, you know, we have this amazing view of our town and I'll, I'll get up in the morning. to so look down there. I'm like, damn, you know, that was my playground as a kid. Like we would. Damn, that do be nice. Yeah, that do be nice. <laughs> you know, we we literally ran the entire streets and had fun. And I will be damned if I would let my kid right now at his age just walk down the street. And it scares me. Yeah. I want to get to that. Like I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, and, and it's more safe for me to do it than most people, you know, in, in bigger cities. But. It's still, it's like, damn, dude, like we are in a world of crazy people and I'm more aware of it now than I would have been, you know, whenever I was a kid back then, those same crazy people were there, but technology made me aware of them today. Yeah. They didn't make me aware of it then. Uh, you know, if someone was crazy, it was because you were like, your grandma called your mom. She's like, hey, do you hear about what the hell they did over there? You know, they were over there, you know, they were beating his ass. You got to be careful. You know, somebody got shot. But now it's like, you know, immediately someone's got a camera out. Well, yeah, you get a, you get a alert on your phone or it's a new viral video. This person did this. And it's like, it's never ending. Well, just think about it, guys. Aiden is how old, Derek? Six. He'll be seven in a couple months. So he'll be seven. Josiah will be six. Shoot, Abram, go ahead and pop out a kid. And it's all going to be the same age group as us now. You and Derek are a year apart, and then, you know, your son will be a couple years younger like me. And we're just going to let him take on the Shit Friends podcast legacy and just run with it. I don't think Abe can just pop one out, but uh, if yeah. you figure out how I to mean, do it's that. It's not really my decision. <laughs> well, you can practice anyway. Yeah, it's fun practice. But yeah, life, life before technology. That's a good one. It's different. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening to another episode of Shipfront Podcast, and we'll catch you guys next Thursday. Bye. Peace. Bye.